Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of Generation GC. Last night, from Cardiology, Good Charlotte's fifth album released in 2010. My name is Molly Huddleston, I'm your host, and my guest today is The Habits. Last week, we talked about All Black from Good Morning Revival. In a few days, we'll have a bonus episode, and next week, on our next regular episode, we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. The Habits met each other in the blue-collar town of San Pedro, California, just far enough from the glamour of the Hollywood glow to be isolated. Comprised of singer-guitarist Wolf Bradley and drummer Andrew McAtrow, The Habits ground their music into bite-sized melodies that are impossible to get out of your head. Their music is accompanied by slightly melancholic lyrics that tell a story of love, loss, and everything in between. Playing pretty much every bar, club, basement, and alleyway in Los Angeles, they've honed in on their live show skills, giving their audience a lively and fun show experience. In 2019, The Habits single, Casual, spent eight weeks in the top five of the world-famous K-Rocks, Locals Only, and reached number one. The single gained national radio airplay, including Sirius XM's Alt Nation and the famed DC 101. In early 2020, they performed at the number one radio industry showcase event, Hashtag Happens, in Las Vegas, gaining the interest of prominent program directors from across the country. Their single After Party spent six weeks in the top five of K-Rock's Locals Only Countdown. The Habits released their self-titled debut EP in 2019, followed up with the release of What's the Worst That Could Happen in October 2020. And then most recently, they put out the single I Miss When You Love Me in February 2021. As a note on this episode, just a heads up, I have been experimenting with a few different ways of recording and having my guests record. And I did have some issues with the audio and just getting the volume levels correct on this one. I did a whole lot of manual adjustments trying to get it to sound right, but uh, just hopefully it doesn't sound too off. Hopefully it uh, sounds okay to everyone in the end. I also wanted to say that I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds on Generation GC. If English isn't your first language, that's totally okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And by the way, different backgrounds doesn't just mean, you know, location or ethnicity. That's ensuring a very gender and sexuality representation and guests representing fans of different ages representing fans just with their own unique life experiences of, of any sort i also want to continuing mentioning blacklivesmatters.card.co antisemitism.card.co and anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co um i did a little research and i'll put this in the show notes but per the washington post as of april 16 2021 986 people have been shot and killed by police in the last year. And as a reminder, that number, 986, is fatal police shootings. It does not include non-fatal police shootings. It does not include other ways that police have attacked or harmed people. And let's also remember that, you know, the argument is not, oh, they were innocent, they didn't do anything, whatever, because cops should not be shooting anyone they should not be shooting guilty people either. That's that's not how it works. You know, uh, also per the Washington Post, black Americans are killed by cops at twice the rate of white Americans. Hispanic Americans are also killed at a disproportionate rate. This is still happening. It is happening all the time. And it needs to change. 
On a more positive note, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who came to Generation GC's first birthday party on April 15th. We had so much fun hanging out and talking on Zoom. I made some brownies. We did good Charlotte trivia. I gave away a few mugs. I read a selection from the book the band is named after. It was a great time. I definitely will be doing another Zoom hangout, uh, so look out for details. I think we'll just do a casual tea time, cocktail hour kind of thing. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want a sticker, there's two ways you can get them. Number one, you can support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generation GC pod and click support. All of that money goes right back in to making the show the best that it can be. Um, it helps me buy equipment that I need, and it also helps me print and ship the stickers, as well as print the mugs that we gave away at the birthday party. Number two, you can make a charitable donation. You're going to go to blacklivesmatters.card.co and donate to any organization listed there. Whatever you can afford to give makes such a big difference. And then you are going to send me a screenshot of either your support of the show on Anchor or your donation, and you're going to send me your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. You can reach me at generationgcpod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or send an email to generationgcpod at gmail.com. And I will send you some stickers. Thank you all for tuning in, and now on to episode 62. I'm Wolf Bradley, and uh, my pronoun is he, him. I'm Andrew McAtrow. Uh Mine is he, either. So, last night is track six on Cardiology, Good Charlotte's fifth album, released in 2010. Track five is Like It's Her Birthday. Track seven is Sex on the Radio. It was a single, but it came out as a single after the album in February 2011. Um, there is a music video. It is very, very good. In terms of credits on the song, so like if you look, for example, just on Genius, it just lists Benji and Joel Madden and Don Gilmore, who produced the album. YouTube actually lists several more writing credits. Um, they also list as writers for this song. Michael Moose, Thomas, Jay James, Matthew Tuck, and Michael Paget. I guess the YouTube list is kind of a more complete list in terms of additional people who may have been in, you know, a writer's room. I don't know. I don't really know how the details of all of that work, but that's that's my guess. Um, this song did not chart in the U.S., but it did reach number 27 on the Australian singles chart and remained on the chart there for 13 weeks. Setlist.fm has it ranked as number 34 of their most played songs, with 30 records of it being played. They did play it on the Cardiology Tour in the U.S. and Europe, and of course they played it a ton in Australia. And fun fact to mention that this was on the soundtrack of and used in the trailer for American Reunion in the American Pie franchise, which... By the way, I don't know if you all, I guess I'm kind of late to the party, but like just a couple months ago, whenever like the last one came out, I didn't realize how many American Pie movies there were and that they were all like sort of related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, there's so many, so many. I'm sure there's an American Pie podcast somewhere, but before we mm -hmm. dive into deep into last night, I want to help our listeners get to know the habits. 
Hey. <laughs> so uh, the first question I like to ask is, when did you first hear Good Charlotte and what were your first thoughts on them? When was that? Middle school? Yeah, we were Elementary young. school? Honestly, Andrew uh, introduced me to Good Charlotte. Andrew and his older brother. I, really? I was, yeah, yeah. I was not in middle school for you. I think it was... I mean, those was the first two albums for me, like, as they were coming out. We were kids, yeah. I loved them. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends would paint our nails black. I had Liberty Spikes at one point. He did. <laughs> yes! Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard them. I, I might have heard them, like... Uh, sporadically on on like in the world you know but um when i got to know them was when andrew was like oh because i really liked i was a big green day fan but i didn't really have a big broad horizon of music especially in that genre (laughs) and then andrew and his brother were like oh you should listen to like all these other bands and good charlotte was one of them and i was like whoa this is so cool (laughs) and i loved good charlotte yeah so i was probably middle school i was probably eighth grade ninth seventh or eighth grade so we could go down a whole rabbit hole with Green Day, but there's been like some, I guess they got this more on like the first two albums, but some reviewers would write like kind of like not so nice reviews saying like, ugh, don't listen to this crap, listen to Green Day instead. So I don't know, what what are your thoughts? Like how much do you think Good Charlotte sounds like Green Day? Or I guess like which Green Day album do you think good Charlotte sounds the most like my opinion? Uh, because I feel like green day was around for like much. I mean, they came out so much earlier than good Charlotte for sure. And then yeah. I feel like there was oh, yeah. everything in that genre was very much based on like what green day and other bands of that time were doing. So, I mean, there's the comparison mm-hmm. is automatically going to be there. So and it's, sure. it's dumb for reviewers to say, even bring that up. It's like, that's what a genre of music is. It's just, a bunch of music that sounds a little similar, but with its own flair, right? I mean, but Good Charlotte isn't Green Day at all because they do much more of like the, the early 2000s hip hoppy drum beats kind of thing mixed with the yeah. pop punk kind of stuff. So like, I don't know, I could see the comparison, but I would never go like, I would never say, don't listen to Good Charlotte, listen to Green Day. You, you know what I mean? That's just ridiculous. It's not Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a Pepsi or Coke fan. Um, but even so, there are definitely people who would say you can't just replace one with the other. There's no reason to. They both exist. Right. Why do why why yeah. even why even threaten somebody with that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I like both of them. I mean, you know. Definitely. Um, well, I wanna go back in time. I mean, so it sounds like you two have known each other a while. Uh, and the bio that I have from Lauren says that you grew up together. So I guess I'm curious, like, when did you start making music as The Habit specifically? A few years ago. I mean, the the nucleus of this band was back in, uh, back when I was six, five, no, 14, 14 or 15. 2007 was when we started yeah. the first band. Yeah. We've had four different band names since then. <laughs> yeah, different, bunch of different, oh, wow. styles. different styles. You know, we just kind of were figuring it out and that's what life's all about. But I mean, our the original, when we first started, we were doing a lot of like songs that sounded just like Good Charlotte or Blink-182 and stuff like that. Like we were just definitely a pop punk band, you know? And sure. so like that, that's really what we bonded over. Um, so we were, we were like, I, I was, I was probably 12 when I met Andrew, 12 or 13. So we were teenagers when we got together, but then the habits formed like four years ago, 
three, three. Yeah, three. when we became the habits, that's when we really leaned into our own sound. Mm-hmm. Was it, weren't trying to sound like anything else. Yeah. I so I, I would love to hear about that. Like, can you just talk to me a little bit about that kind of evolution into your own sound? And I guess how do you figure out like what is your sound? It's such a, I mean, it's, it's different for everybody. I think the journey is different and some people catch it right away. And some people have to like, like us, we (laughs) we were in the trenches for a while of like, who do we want to, who, how do we want to present ourselves? And we tried a bunch of different styles. And then in the end, I feel like the, the way we figured out what our sound was, was just really following our, our guts in terms of like, well, what do I really love to play? What don't, like there's no point to chase trends or do anything like that so what do i want to play what am i going to be happy with playing 20 30 years from now or or look back proud of and be proud of um and and i think in not and to tie it all back in with like the good charlotte and that scene is like that's the scene that we grew up in we're not trying to like be a second wave of that or not a second wave but like another wave of that scene but like we definitely pull in influence from that and then all the stuff that we we love now you know that's very different from that so i think that ultimately the best way to find your sound is a thousand different influences put into one you know sure yeah i like that a lot um and it, it's cool to know that you have like kind of a foundation and all you know good charlotte and green day like the whole that mm-hmm. whole scene um but have definitely crafted something i think i had in my notes like there's something well if there's something in like just your vocal delivery like a tone of your voice that reminds me of like older 21 pilots but like i wouldn't really say that your songs sound like them because they also have so much their own thing mm-hmm. yeah I, we love 21 pilots we actually went to see side note fun fact we actually saw 21 pilots first la show ever back in the day at the troubadour andrew and i were there oh wow and we, we love I, I saw but, um, them very small show in Ohio like I think maybe right when they got signed and I was like they're from, All they're right. from Ohio aren't they yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they had like barely toured out of the state and I was like oh okay this is this is pretty sick you know a couple hundred people alright <laughs> yeah fast forward they're like the biggest band in the world <laughs> for a yeah, time pretty insane took over it's pretty great um, yeah, well, I've heard that before. I think that I think it's the I take it as a compliment uh, sounding like oh, him yeah. a little because I feel like he's very vulnerable in his voice and I try to be vulnerable in mine as well. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's vulnerable. It's something. I almost want to say like something deadpan about it because mm-hmm. it's just like so frank that it's like mm-hmm. you're just very you're well. not like. Yeah, yeah. Well, something that I had a lot of fun discovering in all my research was that your first EP, your self-titled EP, was recorded with Courtney Ballard, who oh, yeah. listeners, we've we've talked about Courtney Ballard on the show. He was an engineer on Generation RX and he also worked on Youth Authority. So I am just so curious, like, what was it like working with him? And did you um, do the the new EP? What's the worst that could happen? Did you also work with him for that? Okay. Well, let me start at the beginning of yeah. working with Courtney. Um, our manager, Emilio, that is our manager now, was uh, 
the like one of the first, if not the first, intern at NDDN, which is the Madden Brothers uh, management yep. company. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, our our best friend, that's his cousin. Emilio is our best friend, Gabby's cousin. And then she introduced us to him just because we were all hanging out. And then he struck up a friendship with us and then started coming to our shows. And then was like, oh, these guys are good. This was years ago. And then he introduced us to Courtney because that's like who he was really working with as an intern. And then um, Courtney liked us a lot. And then uh, a little time passed. And then Emilio's working with them at it, like working for them, not just as an intern. And Courtney is there, like was there, had a studio there for a while um, at their production company. I don't know what you would even call it. Their compound <laughs> that they had. It was really cool. And, they, and um, so then he brought us into the studio and started producing. And he not only, Courtney not only produced our first EP, but pretty much every song before that, he produced all of our singles ex- except for one. Um, Courtney produced the majority of our, our songs actually. And we love Courtney. Courtney's the best. And um, so we actually got to record the majority of our songs in the Madden Brothers studios. Oh. And we were working with the Madden Brothers for a little while, for like a year or so. And that was cool. Amazing. That was amazing. That was crazy <laughs> to, yeah. to, to meet them and like have them go, your songs are so good. And like, we love your songs. That was, we were, I remember we were sitting in a room in one of the studios and listening to like a bunch of demos and they're like, you guys are so good. Just give it a little while. You guys are going to be huge. And hearing that from yeah. people that you looked up to as a 14 year old is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be like pretty validating. Yeah, it was it was wild and and tangent here. The, I met the um, the Madden Brothers at emo night a long time ago. That this, we do this thing. We don't do it, but there's this thing in LA. I think it's like grown bigger though, where it's like well, it was once a month, and it was at a, a club, and you go and they just play a bunch of old pop punk emo songs from like the '90s and 2000s mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And oh yeah, well there's there's have, emo night New York, emo nights all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ba- but this was like back before it was really like anywhere else other than it was like the start of it was really new. And, and <laughs> I think as far as I know, and then Joel was there and I-, I got in and then they walked out and I wanted to introduce myself, but I I stuttered the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, I had this starstruck oh, no. moment. I was like, I was like hey, 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 how's it going? What's what's up? Um, I'm Wolf. I'm Wolf, and and then um, I'm a, a, a big fan. Like I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, God, I'm blowing it right now. And they knew Emilio, and I knew Emilio, and Emilio was there, and I was like, I, I know Emilio. And, and then, like they they care at all about that. And he was like, Cool, Emilio's a good guy. I was like, Yeah, love him, love him. It's great to meet you. And then I ran away, and I was like, Wow, that was the most <laughs> embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. And then whenever fast forwarded, probably. Six months to a year later, I don't remember timeline because I'm terrible at timing, but um, we met them in the hallway of their studios and I was like, please don't remember me. Please don't remember me. And and whether he did or not, he pretended like we met each other for the first time. So it was really nice. It was really nice. I was like, that was so embarrassing. But yeah, so then um, Courtney, working with Courtney is is great. And um, he did not do our um, EP, What's Worst That Could Happen? Um, for no other reason, as we, we started writing with um, another uh, a songwriter named Ben Casorla that we, we just really struck up a, a chord with. And um, he produced that because we wrote all the songs with him. And then, but Courtney did produce the last song that we just released, I Miss When You Loved Me, the ballad that we 
least. So cool. Love yeah. Courtney. Courtney's the best. Was that your question? I really did a long winded answer there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. I, and I love hearing like all the stuff I didn't even think to ask about. Like that, yeah. that email night story is very funny. Yeah, it was um, so embarrassing. Definitely, I Miss When You Loved Me definitely caught me off guard like after the last EP. Mm-hmm. Just because That's this what we wanted is, like, to do. A, yeah, it's a ballad. It's slow. So like, do you think you're, you'll... I, I don't know how much you have, you know, written or, or what your plans are, or what you want to talk about, but like, are we going to be getting more slow songs or do you think you'll be kind of continue changing it up? Um, I think that a well-rounded band, a good band has versatility and does, does it all. You yes. know, I mean, good show has some great ballads. Like all the bands that we love have great ballads, whether it's like, Purely piano ballads are not like a slow song ties an album together to me with it without a slow song yes. on an album. It's not a complete album in my, in my eyes. Um, so we, we had this ballad for a while and we were just waiting for the right time to release it. And we were the last EP that we released. What's worse could happen has gotten such a good response. And we've just started to um, the momentum has really been building for us because of it and the songs on it. And I was like, this is the time. Let's just throw a curveball out there and see how people react to it. And the reaction has been really, really good to it. So it, hopefully um, we're planning on going in the studio hopefully next month and getting some new music out by the end of the year sometime between now and the end of the year. Um, and there'll definitely be a variety of songs coming out, I think. We don't want to just do the same thing over and over again. That's really not our thing. And because we're constantly evolving lyrically and sonically and stuff, but we we do feel like we found our sound um, on this last EP specifically. And piano and being vulnerable and singing out our hearts is definitely part of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have to go back to the last EP and I have to ask about the Amelia video, Hmm. which is so good um who plays the late night host in that because he is so funny okay so his name is greg martin greg with two g's at the end um so three g's in total uh and he and he uh he he, um he, he plays terry frack and amelia is played by an actor named um Mariah Rose Faith, who is like a Broadway, she was in Mean Girls. She was Regina George in the Mean Girls uh, musical. And like, so it was cool. And, and Greg is this comedian who is, who rose to fame of some um, some sort um, for being Borat, like as a Borat impersonator, because he looks just like a- mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yep, yep. Cohen, yeah. And um, I, the whole idea for the video, I didn't, I just, I was like, I think it would be great to have Andrew. I went to our director's freaking frack and I was like, hey, uh, can we do a video where Andrew plays all the instruments and is on camera, like three different versions of him on at the same time? And they're like, yeah, sure. So we kind of just came up with this idea of uh, a late night show. But the script was very like, the whole point of it, it was to be like, Amelia, I was ambushing her with this performance, which is not cool. Like, I realized that it's not no. like the best moment to try to get her back. That was the kind of whole thing playing into that as a commentary on that kind of the, the folly of, of men's uh, short-sightedness, basically. And, um, <laughs> and, we, and and also, the 
Terry Frat character obviously does not care what Amelia has to say the entire interview. So, so it's like, it, it, that was the, the vibe, but Greg called Joe, one of the directors and was like, Hey, I have this beard and I have a role and I can't shave this beard. Is that okay? And we were like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? And then he showed up and he has this wild beard. And then, and then um, I was like, okay, what we need to do is make this more um, like Eric Andre show or between two ferns, just make it um, kind of wacky and, and, and uncomfortable and aware of itself and how ridiculous it is and not like a typical late night show, like a, like a late night show that you would see on a public access television at like 4 a.m. Yes. So then, yes. so then he, he <laughs> late, so late. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just like, why don't you just be as eccentric as you possibly can? Cause, cause that's good. That'll be funny. And it really worked out. And then he had, um, I wanted him to dance on the table and he's like, I don't have any shoes that are like work with the suit. Cause he was under a desk the whole time. He didn't bring dress shoes. Or anything. Oh, and, I was no. like, and I was like, take your shoes off. That's so funny. That's ridiculous. So there's a couple clips of him like on the desk with no shoes on. It's like, why is he? Why is he not wearing shoes? That's probably my favorite clip. <laughs> it's a great clip. And I was like, this is amazing. Just, just be crazy. And I, if we had the resources and the like, the ability, I would make a whole series of Terry Frack interviews and like, and things like that. I think it's a great character, and I'd love to bring it back at some point in the future. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, he he really played into the eccentricity is the, you know, being loud and Amelia's reactions were so good because you could tell she was so not into it. She was like, nah, from the start. Both of them were great. And we were, we didn't realize that we were going to have, because we're a, a small band and we were making this music video on a shoestring budget with, friends of ours that are kind of like we're all good in our field but we're not at the top yet you know we don't have the biggest resources in the world so like we did not realize that uh, we were going to be able to get somebody like greg and mariah to be (laughs) in our video and and just through connections they were just kind of like yeah we like the song why not do it and they graciously came and gave us great performances and we're like this is this is gonna be good Yeah. I mean, it definitely goes to show that like when you have a like a great song, a great piece of art and B, when you come into a connection with someone that trusts Mm -hmm. you and that, you know, that they trust mutually. Right. Like it just goes to show how important that can be. Yeah. And then since the video, we've all remained friends and and we plan on uh, all hanging out. We've talked about this in a couple group chats, like when the pandemic is over we can we can really like all hang out and have a little party with all the all the cast and everything all three Andrews will be there (laughs) (laughs) well I gotta ask before we dive deep into last night I have just loved like scrolling through your Twitter and just seeing just like all this fan interaction that you have Mm. and I would just love to hear like what's one thing you would tell someone that's listening to this podcast and has never heard of your band before what's one thing you would like maybe tell them to be like hey you should be a fan of us now please no i'm just kidding (laughs) just begging them um the bands that we loved growing up and like artists that we love all seem to generate a community of like 
not necessarily solely positivity, like positive, being positive is great, but like just feeling your feelings and like being, yeah. not being alone in that idea. And, and I think that our last EP really, we kind of I, lyrically, I feel like I've found my voice of like, this is who I am. This is completely vulnerable. And this is the most poetic I can be at this moment. You know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that my goal is to relate to people but mostly when I'm writing lyrics and we're writing songs and stuff, it's, it's for us to express ourselves. Right. So when people relate to it, you feel less alone in the world. So uh, I feel like we've generated a community that it's very small at the moment and, and growing every day. It's this really cool grassroots online community of, of people that just relate to what we're saying. So we all feel less alone in the world. So if you if you ever feel alone about feelings, come to us. We love feeling our feelings. We're not. I unabashedly share my feelings very all the time. You know. Yeah. Um, people people are really related in that way uh, with shoulders mm-hmm. song because mm-hmm. uh, you're just kind of moving on from something. You had to feel everything in order to move on. Realize you're better than that. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about us is that we're not. Um, we're not ashamed to talk about how human we all are. Um, the human experience is making mistakes and learning from them and good things happen to you, bad things happen to you. It, it, it is everything. So we, we want to talk about everything. We want to be, want to feel everything. So if you want to be a fan of us, all you have to do is be human and, and enjoy being human, the goods and the good and bad, you know, and that's our vibe. Hell Yeah. Could you imagine if like a lawyer, if a lawyer was making like a closing statement and he ended his closing statement by saying, and that's our vibe. That's our vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brother's, my brother's going to start law school soon. I'm going to pass that on to him as a piece of advice. Yeah. Just say, you, use that. you know, yeah. just, just tell, tell people that's my vibe. <laughs> and in the end he goes, and that's my vibe quote from Wolf Bradley from the habits. <laughs> yep. There we go. Well, we were connected. I mean, we were initially connected like a couple months ago. Um, Mm-hmm. back last fall and i'm so happy we're finally talking and i would just love to hear why you wanted to talk about last night in particular last night has such a catchy good chorus and that i think that um the melody just draws you in it's just it's just undeniably catchy yeah. last night great and I, it's stuck mm-hmm. in my head and it's like my head all the time, especially since we, I knew that we were talking about this song. I've just been walking around for weeks just singing this, you know, in my head. But um, that, that's what that's why I love the song. It's, it's I think the melody is great. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's a great melody, um, as especially as I was like watching a bunch of your videos. Um, I was really just appreciating uh how zany they are in this video and how just zany and expressive you both are um, in your videos. Mm-hmm. Um, save, save for the new one. The new one is, is expressive, but I wouldn't say it's zany. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. It's not shoulders where we're just no. going insane. It's, it's very expressive. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. that, I think that um, those types of videos we like those types of videos because at the time, like Good Charlotte and all those bands were doing fun videos. It showed a lot of their personality. I know you're, are you going to talk about the, yeah. the last night video? Sorry, I totally cut you off there. Oh yeah. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, well, let's. I I, I want to chat real quick about what we think the song is kind of about, or or what they're saying in the song, and then we'll do like a deep dive on the video. Um, okay, cool, cool. but yeah, I guess I, I would just love love to hear like what what is your interpretation of this this song? It sounds like he's having the best night of his life that he can't remember. Who can't relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> Drunk at night, maybe maybe a little more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wakes up the next day, he's like, I <laughs> right. had fun. I can't, I've, I've, uh, I've personally never woken up and, and not been able to find my keys, my wallet, and all the stuff that he talked about. Is, right, and, um, right. He's as closed as car. But um, I've lost my phone. And I understand that. And it's it's awful. You're like, what happened? Where did it go? I, I remember like us just sitting around after a party, like the next day where I'm just like, what happened? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't remember two hours of that party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I say anything? <laughs> yeah. So to me, I feel like he's, he's I was going to say, yeah, he's just having, a, they're just having a great time. And um, he doesn't want it to be a one night stand, but he should go back. Hopefully he doesn't get drunk the next night and not remember it too <laughs> the next time yeah <laughs> yeah i well i was gonna say i don't think i've ever lost my phone but in college and i never even like i don't even drink but i you know i i would still like go out i would go to parties and stuff um mm-hmm. and just be kind of the responsible friend but i definitely like lost my keys multiple times in college <laughs> uh which is a problem <laughs> but yeah, yeah so like more transportation <laughs> like they they say don't call it a one night stand mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of like oh you go out and you meet someone and you you know you do whatever you do and i think like you were saying yeah like oh you want it to happen again you don't want it to just be a one night stand but i don't know you lost your phone you lost your keys like uh, <laughs> are you ever gonna find this person again Exactly. I, I feel like they they're talking about don't don't call it a one night stand because it, it it wasn't it's it, the lyrics it wasn't planned right. So it's like I, I think that I, I think that everybody can relate to this song. Maybe not everybody, but regardless of whether you're getting too drunk to remember what happened, whatever. But to me, it's like a remember that movie Yes Man. He's just kind of yeah. like just saying yes to the adventure of the night, and the next day he's going like, oh, what happened last night? And I'm all for that. Just keeping keeping it going and 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 not turning down. I love, that's my favorite night. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen and go out with my friends, start one place and end up somewhere else. Right? Like the dude, where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what I kind of miss most about the pandemic. It's like, right. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe you can leave your house have... to go to the grocery store, but yeah, I'll go pick up some, some takeout somewhere, but I don't, yeah, there's no the monotony of it all is is definitely weighing on me yeah. <laughs> for the last yeah. year. It's hard yeah. to see the same same walls, same walls. Yeah, in the house, I only have certain artwork. I moved a few months ago, so I have different oh, walls, wow. um, which is oh, which that's, is exciting. That's, that's a little break in the monotony. Andrew and I live together, definitely. and um, we see each other every day, and <laughs> that's pretty much beside. I mean, like for the majority of it. Besides, like, a couple other people, like, friends and maybe my parents. Right. I, I, he's the only one I've really seen. Yeah. yeah. The other day, I was like, should we hang out? Should we, like, go get some food? Like, I just see you at the house. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we don't do anything because we just li- live together. So, it's like we – sometimes there's work to do. And then 
other, and then we'll just sit there. Sometimes we'll watch a movie. It's like we gotta we gotta do something spice our spice our friendship up right now. I like how food yeah. is the idea of hanging out. Oh, <laughs> can't go wrong with food. No. Uh, yeah. I do miss. I miss going out. My- oh my god, I miss. I I miss just like the socializing and the kind of like all of those because like the close friends I feel like I've stayed in touch with if not Mm -hmm. in whatever ways are safe been able to see like the very very I'm talking like a very very small I think I've had two people actually inside my apartment and like maybe one or two others that I've seen outside with masks only Um, but it's like the kind of like acquaintances and the friends of friends that like you would always see at shows no, they keep life interesting. Like, just you, you need like the, the splash of uh, different different vibes coming in every once in a while. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the last night video. Um, okay. So basically, it's family double dare. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Summers is there. Everyone is singing along. Like Mark Summers and all the members of the band and the the other team, um, they're all lip syncing the words. Um, mm-hmm. Good Charlotte's team is called Kawabunga and the Twins, and the other team is the Cheese Cutters. Nice fart joke there. <laughs> I know, I know. Like um, they're real adults, aren't they? <laughs> they, they really are. <laughs> like Joel was married and had a child by this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never too old for a fart joke, I guess. No, fart jokes um, are always funny. <laughs> yeah, it was also a partnership, I guess, with Funny or Die, or it was released on there. Um, and there was an interview with that the twins did with Billboard, and Benji said it was just like living a childhood dream. And, like, honestly, I I don't know if y'all watched Double Dare growing up, but, like, oh, my God, how bad did I ever want to be on that show? Right? I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like the thing about what I was going to talk about this earlier, but I jumped the gun on it. But the thing about music videos in the genre that they do and, and their music videos and stuff, it's like they can be, they range from anything from, like, really serious kind of stuff mm-hmm. to, like, goofy stuff. And, and, and everything in between, but like all the, the fun childhood dream goofy things that they do is very personality driven. And I really yes. appreciate that. And that's what we kind of try to do in our music videos and going forward and the past, whatever. We just, we want to show who we are as people. It's like, yes, we are in this band, but like we're individuals in this band and we have, we, we want to have a good time with you, you know? So I feel like this yeah. music video sums up, not sums up, but like, it's just a piece of who they are as people. And if that was his childhood dream on Double Dare, he worked hard enough to make it so he could just live that dream. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's such goals, right? Like to not only go on Double Dare, but to have that like be your music video. Yeah, um, and have the, the host lip sync some of the lyrics. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and and in I think this was in the the making of video that Mark Summers was like, Yeah, they like perfectly recreated the the double dare set. Um Mark Summers. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that was so cool for them. I bet that was just so yeah. cool hearing that, you know. Oh, I'm sure. And I, I think you had a really good point in terms of the personality. Like they'll they'll they're wearing like these ridiculous wigs um awesome, and like yeah. gray double dare t-shirts as they're kind of playing in the band. 
you see Joel just hamming it up with this like mm-hmm. bizarro brown wig. Um, I Billy is looking so goofy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's hard to say who my favorite is because Paul also had some great moments. Benji had some great moments. But I really liked, I think this was at the end when they're like offering the drum set a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dino is like playing the drums and then he like blows a kiss. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very the, funny. Yeah, and I feel like um, to me, music videos are are two things. They're like uh, they're they should need to be in theme with whatever the the bigger project is. You know, like whatever mm. album it's coming from. Like, but they also need to just they're just to, to show the audience fans fans to be music lovers, whatever who you who you are. So you're just this is who we are like do you you like us the reason people love music is yes the music is great but but the reason they love like specific bands like good charlotte and why they have such a good fan base is because they love them as people and music videos Mm -hmm. are just an extension of that so like him them doing all that stuff is just them showing who they are and having a good time the different sides of them and i think that's great yeah it's it's very funny and it's like it, it seems like it's the kind of thing that like Definitely there was a lot of planning that went into it, especially in terms of like getting all the games right and everything. But the build, the building the set, I bet took a while too. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 they, they definitely, I think had to leave some room in there for like, you know, I don't think they like choreographed their every move, you know, it it seems like it was so much just like, I don't know, be yourself, like <laughs> put on this wig and this t-shirt and, you know. They look um, like they're having a good time. And whenever people are authentically, genuinely looking like they're having a good time, people relate to it. They want to see more of that, you know, like whenever exactly. it's, just, it's just good times are, are, are necessary. That's what's fun about those types of videos. It's, it's like half of it's just improvising mm-hmm. day of. Yeah. I thought that was fun. So I just did that. Yeah, I bet there's, I'd love to see all the stuff that didn't make it in the video because I bet they, right? because I mean, just doing our music videos, I know how many shots didn't actually make it in the video and how much more there is. <laughs> so I bet there's some funny stuff that's buried in there. That and I'm I'm sure they just like had a blast. Like, I'm sure they yeah. were not rushing off set for this. I know I wouldn't be. Um, no. <laughs> well, I have to ask from i guess you can either go from this from this video or just like if you remember any other double dare games what double dare games do you think you would win at none of them i'm really bad <laughs> at games um <laughs> i feel like here i'm going to answer this i'm going to answer this as a as a joint thing andrew can answer as well but i think that there's the one where they in the video where they throw and they're wearing the giant um the giant pants and they're like making them in the Yes. Andrew Andrew would throw it and I'd catch it pretty well, I think. Okay. I think that's yeah. that one or the hot dog one. It's good at yeah. <laughs> anything <laughs> anything Andrew's gonna throw at me, I will catch. It, whether it's I... in my mouth or <laughs> or in the pants. That sounded out of context very well. <laughs> and that subject alone is just I was gonna I was gonna make a comment there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so many jokes that can be made. <laughs> In my mouth or in my pants? <laughs> with a hot dog? With a hot dog? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have 
very little hand-eye coordination. I am horrible at any kind of like sports that require hand-eye coordination, but I'm convinced that I could do the one where you have like the bowl on top of your head to catch something. I'm just convinced I would be very good at that. Um, I I believe in you. I believe that you could do that too. uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm also convinced there was one part where they slid down a little kitty slide into a pool of slime. I think that was part of a relay. And I'm just convinced I would be really good at that too. And I just also have to say, like, there there truly are not – and I know everyone who grew up in the 90s can relate, but there are no words for how badly I wanted to be slimed or, like, slide into a pool of slime as a kid. The Nickelodeon Awards where they slimed everybody. Like, I always wanted to be slimed. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Like, I I, I don't – well, it, is it edible? I don't know. Yes, actually, it seems it does taste good. So I did, I did a little research because when I was little, I heard that it was applesauce. Oh, but like uh, you look at it, and it really look, doesn't look like applesauce, right? No, it looks, it looks like slime. I think my yeah. dad got slimed. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I went to Universal Studios. There was some contest or <gasps> something. He got slimed. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. so sick. I've never been so jealous of your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, the slime is vanilla pudding. It's just dyed green. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess they make it like pretty runny. Um, And apparently, it's like freezing cold when they dump it on you, which, you know, respect. The thing that grosses me out about it is that it does get all over you or, or like you're going into a pool of it. If it gets in your mouth, you're, it's just like food that's been all over your body. And that's right. kind of gross. Right. <laughs> and especially if other people are falling into that same pool from that same slide, you know, it's just a lot right. of. Uh, I mean, just- I, I, to be fair, I feel like in the moment, you're probably just so caught up in like the occasion of being slimed. <laughs> that I, would, it's I would like- eat all the slime no matter what. Look it off of Andrew's um, face. Jesus. That's also that's another like that's another childhood dream, right? Like being slimed and getting to play, like slide into I, I slime and everything. People aren't slimed enough anymore. No, <laughs> they're the, really the not. The world started turning going downhill once we stopped sliming a million people. Honestly, the pie camp. There's not enough pie camps in the world either. <laughs> there really aren't. You know what I learned? Because I after I graduated college, I worked for a circus very briefly. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, the pies are not whipped cream. It's shaving cream, usually. That's not as cool. That's not as cool as, as, as I, I don't want to eat shaving cream. No, you don't want to eat shaving cream at all. But it's something like, I guess, whipped cream gets, like, sticky and, like, melts weird and shaving cream kind of holds up. But at least that's, you know, what's traditional in the circus world. Um, I don't know about, you know. I feel like on Double Dare, maybe they do use whipped cream because it seems like people kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Licking their face. Uh, the, we did a music video a long time ago where we like pied somebody. Um, and then uh, I remember we got pied kind of. And then I remember I got him in my ear and my dad was telling me, he's like, you make sure you clean your ears up. That'll just, yeah. just give you an ear infection. I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know I was doing something dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I wonder what they would do if like 
let's say one of the Nickelodeon stars that's going to be signed with the Kids' Choice Awards has like a dairy allergy. You they can't have vegan, dump vegan pudding. Yeah, I mean they've they've got to like have that on hand. <laughs> like I know that like being vegan maybe wasn't as common in 1999, but like there were people with dairy allergies, you know. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, I never thought about slime and how you'd probably have to sign a waiver saying that um, being slimed is okay. And if you get injured or, or sick, you can't sue somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, you have to sign papers to get slimed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I want to be randomly slimed and then find out I have an allergy and then be able to sue somebody for sliming me. <laughs> right. 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 Um. Well, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the song itself. I just had one note in in terms of um, kind of like the production mm-hmm. is like these weird like beat boops at the beginning. Wow. Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't know. Like my one thought was like, is that kind of supposed to be reminiscent of like the random club music that's like really pervasive while it's there? But then you kind of forget about it the next day. You just know it happened. I don't know. That's that's really that's a good thought. I I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment. Um, I also think that Good Charlotte loves. Uh, they've always throughout their entire career loved, loved to mix in different um, different techno. Techno is not the right yes. word, but like for lack of a better word, techno sounds like um, <laughs> EDM wasn't really the term at that moment, but like all those keyboard synthy sounds that you would find in yeah. clubs and stuff, they, they were, they were kind of on the forefront of doing that, especially, especially in the early two thousands and stuff. And, um, this is just like more of the, more of them exploring that I think as well, but that's, that's a great idea. The idea that last night they were having a good time at a dance club. Why wouldn't there be some techno songs sounds in the background? Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's definitely like a, a level of interpretation I think I took, but they, I don't know. They, um, they really dove deep into that kind of stuff on the Good Morning, Good Morning Revival album. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like, which came right before this one, I, I, I'm not mistaken, I believe. But, yes, but, yes. Um, yeah, it did, right? Um, so like, I feel like they really like dove deep in that and then they, they continued doing that tradition. And, and also, if you look at bands that came a few years later, they were doing that all the time like adding those types of sounds into the alternative world. And so good for good Charlotte being a little ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, and even, I don't know if you consider the 1975 alternative, um, but like they have a lot of synth. I wouldn't say they have like the techno so much, but they have a lot of like synth elements, you know? Yeah. The difference I I would say in the synth is the, the 1975 loves like um, all the older stuff. They really were into like the 80s sounding synths, like yes. the Killers and stuff as well. Like, and, and and Good Charlotte likes to use the dancey synths. The like, yeah, they did the like 80s. I mean, I guess all synths are really from late 70s, 80s kind of thing. But like, they do like a lot of dancey, like <laughs> dirty wolves is what I call them. You know, mm, that kind of stuff. yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Well. In terms of backstory for this song, there really was not a whole lot, but Benji did do a track by track with Alternative Press, which has been very helpful in like each episode that I do. Um, And this is what Benji told Alt Press about last night. He said, this song is another one of those tracks that's just for fun. It's almost like the sequel to I Don't Want to Be in Love. 
all the vocals in the chorus will be really fun when we play it live. Yeah. And you, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like people having a good time. And that's why, that's why, that's definitely why it was a single other than the catchy part of the chorus. And, but it's just, yeah, everybody wants to have a good time. And that's, if that's what they want to put out in that moment. I want I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Yeah. Totally there for it. Well, do y'all have any like specific memories or stories that you want to share about last night? About the, the song specifically or what happened last night? Uh, uh, either. <laughs> I mean, I was I was thinking the song specifically. That was what I was uh, meant in my question. Is, is Like Her Birthday on that album as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the other thing. Because I remember at the time I was watching, I remember when it came out, it was like a time on MTV where there was like all the reality shows were on it and stuff, but there was still some sections of MTV where there was playing music videos still. And I remember I would watch those parts of it and like it's her birthday. And last night the videos would get played on that a lot at the, that time. I, that's what I think about it. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it reminds me of. I will say MTV does play music videos, but in terms of like the, and, and they have a lot of like offshoots. They have a bunch of Pluto TV channels, um, <laughs> MTVU and MTV lives so like this. But in terms of like the, what gets played on MTV, MTV, it's like a very it's like not that big of a playlist each week and it's like a very specific like you know top 40 kind of pop i yeah. think yeah yeah I, I could see that i have not watched it in so long but i do remember like 10 11 years ago it was still like you could find obscure not saying that good obscure but they're not they're not obviously like not a top 40 band at the time yeah. or pop song at the time they were still showing things like that and i remember seeing it a lot yeah find out a lot lot of good music from mtv Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah well my story that i i have to share about this song um so i joined the capitol records street team when good charlotte signed to capitol records um and i was doing like other street teams too um so i joined the capitol records street team and they had a contest where they would send you posters for cardiology and they would send you, I think, like 10 at a time or like you had to ask for 10 separately. And it was like whoever would wh- whoever hung up the most posters and had like the best traffic, whatever, with the cardiology posters, like physical posters, um, whoever hung up the most would win a prop from this video. I think it was like a double dare sign or something. Um, and I... I mean, I must have hung up like 30 posters around my campus and like all of Cleveland. Um, and I came in like second place or something stupid. Oh, wow. That's so close. <laughs> it was so close. It was so close. It was so, I was like, ah, oh, I'm so, like, I should have, I deserve to win. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I was, think you deserve to win too. Let's hunt down the person yeah. that did win. Let's take the poster, whatever right, they got right. from the video, and I'll get it to you. Right, <laughs> right. I know. I'm curious, like who who did win and what they what they did with the sign? Because I would definitely keep a sign like that. Like you, you got to keep that forever. Oh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um. Well, we did obviously like Benji mentioned that this is like a sequel to I Don't Want to Be in Love Dance Floor Anthem. It's also like kind of a similar vibe to Like It's Her Birthday. Um, 
But I also sort of see, so like this is like a whole theory, but I also could kind of see a similar vibe to Alive. Like if Alive is your you meet this person, this new person, and you just feel so alive and brand new, and it's, like, very in the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe last night is the next day when you were, like, yeah. shit, I didn't even get their phone number. I was drunk. Do they even remember? I don't even, like, what even happened? Or or, or last night is um, a sequel to, uh, is it Bloody Valentine? <laughs> Off Young and the <laughs> No! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the, that's the song where he kills the dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't oh, remember. I didn't do it. <laughs> this is his alibi song. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Wow, <laughs> um, Joe. We, maybe we should uh, we should look into this more. I know. Maybe maybe yeah, maybe need to talk to somebody. <laughs> we we connect all the songs. There's this huge conspiracy of this like. Yeah. Murder cover up. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, the things we uncover doing this podcast. <laughs> it becomes like a it becomes an investigative like podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I wanna read some critical reviews of this song because they're kind of all over the place. Rolling Stone gave the album two out of five and said last night yokes a Jerry Maguire reference to a riff nicked from brown sugar and comes out sounding like hot Disney rock. Oh no. Yeah. Disney rock, huh? I mean, (laughs) if hot Disney rock means stuff like the Jonas brothers who were and are wildly successful, I would not say that's a bad thing. It it annoys me when people use, um, Things that are successful and very popular right. as as uh, insults. It's like, well, right. obviously they're doing something, right? Like, right. What? What is what is the problem here? Yeah, it's it's like they're trying to come across as sounding smarter and more niche than they are. Um, yeah. AV Club called this an overprocessed banality. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, Inspirer <laughs> mentioned the. Harsh. Yeah. It, Inspirer mentioned the techno vibe at the beginning and said that mm-hmm. last night is a song that is about exactly what it appears to be. Um, and this person said it is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It just makes me wonder like, could they write a song themselves? You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> They say all this bad stuff about it. Critics, they, they, they're, it's their job to review things and give their opinion. But in the end, yeah. it is just opinion. And if you like the song, like, I, it's like, not like some of the things that they, that you just said, I don't disagree with, but I still like right. it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, in, in just like all my experience of, of being a critic for so many years, it's just like, there's no like definitely kind of the public opinions of like what are the proper ways to write and like there there's general attitudes that have kind of shifted in criticism over the time like i think criticism in the past several years is 
tended to be more positive and nicer than it was like 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, But like, there's no rule book, you know, there really is not a rule book. And anyone who acts like one person is like the definitive source is like Mm -hmm. full of shit, you know? Yeah. Critics are opinions. Music is subjective. Anybody can find, you can't objectively say this is a great album or this is an awful album. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I mean, I can say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, like, and as an individual, you can say that because that is your objective opinion to you. But it's not. It's not to anybody else. They'll have a different opinion. Yeah. Um, Kill Your Stereo gave the album 50 out of 100, and said that this is very skippable and that it's pure pop music. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so harsh. <laughs> I, I, I remember like everybody like really ragging on pop music and I was like yeah. I was trying to refuse to listen to pop music for so long and then finally I was like I like some of this stuff and I was like, screw it like, right who cares if it's pop if, it's, if you that, enjoy that's it, like not? a common phase that I think every kid that grew up in like the alternative scene kind of goes through is yeah. like mm-hmm. oh I don't listen to pop music and then the you about, kind of realize pop music is good. Yeah. The thing about Good Charlotte specifically though, is that they've been pop since the beginning. Like yep. all of their melodies are pop melodies. They have distorted guitars and whatnot. But like, I mean, listen to the anthem, all the like, all the beats and the, and the, the, the stuff in the background is very poppy. And then you just put a distorted yeah. guitar and you have his voice. The melodies are so pop. It's just like, you can't fault them for writing catchy melodies. That's basically what they're saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Joel tells us we're a pop band. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then we leaned into that a little more and we're like, yeah, this is... Now we understand our own genre. Right, yeah. We are a pop band. <laughs> Anybody can be a pop band if they have pop melodies. And pop melody is just a catchy melody that everybody can can sing along to. And I love those types of melodies. Yeah. Ah. Screw these critics, man. Let's <laughs> go burn their houses down. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll read, I'll read two more reviews because I, there's two that I really wanted to point out. Um, Sputnik Music gave the album a two out of five and said that the fuzzy bleeps and bloops have no impact on the song and proceed to continue intermittently. (laughs) I disagree that they have no impact on the song. I mean, you heard my whole theory, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And also they're trying shit out. Yeah. Let them express themselves. They're making music for themselves. And if other people like it, that's they're not making music for the critics. Exactly. Fuzzy Bleeps and Bloops is a great EP name. It's the name of yeah. our EP. Fuzzy Bleeps and Bloops. <laughs> yes. Um, so the last one is from the New Zealand Herald, which I just, just like to read as a reference because going way back to like 2001, Good Charlotte has loved New Zealand. Um, so they gave the album a three out of five and they just said, you can be sure the band's latest album has the same catchy hooks as their last one with songs such as like it's her birthday. And last night, these two tracks are party anthems. Yeah. The thing about that thing that I find super interesting and I'm not an expert. I'm just, this is just things that I've uncovered throughout the years is that Australia and New Zealand places like that love bands like Good Charlotte and like that genre of music to this yes. day it's still just super hyped on that like I think Japan's kind of the same way like places in South America are like that they just love it America's kind of moved on and gone like 
we think we're cooler than that now, but it's like, shut up, you know? <laughs> but, but Australia is like a big, Australia and New Zealand are big, like, like uh, champions of, of pop punk type stuff. It's it's funny to me that it's like, you know, you had the MGK record, Mod Sun put out a record, uh, you know, even Miley had like a rock record, but it was more like, you know, 80s, 90s than like pop punk. But like you had, a, you know, there's this sort of like new wave of pop punk emo kind of coming into the mainstream. Oh, yeah. And I'm just really curious how it would have gone if touring was happening right now. Like if MGK would have been touring in fall 2020 off his new record, who would he have gone on tour with? Would he have brought a rapper or would he have brought like a pop punk band? All I know is I bet that it would have been a fun tour because all those types of songs are fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I think they're yeah. Out of their album, right? yeah. I think so. I, I think that if you listen to like hip hop as well, like, Anything in that, that's, they're using uh, older emo type stuff mixed with current hip hop, and it's super cool. That's like what it is right now. Like a lot of things yeah. that, that's, I, to credit Good Charlotte, the back of the day, they were doing hip hop beats with pop punk sounds. I mean, very different than what it is today and all that, but like they were, uh, they were definitely doing that kind of stuff back then, you know, where Linkin Park was doing yeah. like hip hop metal, they were doing hip hop pop punk, you know. Yeah, I yeah. feel like a lot of bands are saving like new material for after the yeah. pandemic. Like, I feel like that's what Mike Kim is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, concerts are going to come huge once they get. Mm-hmm. I have a ticket for Mike Hem that was supposed to be September 2020, and now it's September 2021, and I'm just like, there is no way that they will allow 19,000 people in a room together. Yeah, it's not going to be until 22. <laughs> That's yeah. my theory in terms of like that big of a concert. But I think that we're closer to the end than we are at the beginning. So of like yeah. this level of, of intensity. But I can't wait to yeah. play shows and go see shows. I'm also uh, reading with jealous rage that you have my camp tickets because I couldn't get any. So um, thanks for rubbing that in my face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to read some fan comments on last night. Um YouTube comments, a few people pointed out the Weird Al uh, cameo. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Which is very fun. Um, Wolverine with like a million E's says, this song was probably just a good excuse for the band to be on Double Dare. Which like, <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, why not? Um yeah, baby said, I think this song matches better with The Hangover. <laughs> yeah. Kind of does, you know? Um, just one comment we'll read from Song Meanings. <laughs> X-Troll says, come on, good Charlotte, another shallow song on the new album? They have never had a strongly sexually shallow song before, and their new album is just loaded with them. <laughs> but, like, yes, there's an obvious innuendo here. Like, there, there, there is sort of an innuendo here, and they, like, you have me at hello and, and everything, but I don't really think the song is sexual. I don't know. No, it doesn't, it doesn't dive deep enough into that for, for me to go, like, I mean, it is. It's there. I mean, the what, clothes thing, I guess. I don't 
Maybe uh, it went streaking. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It leaves it up to the to the listener's interpretation of like, what would my last night that I can't remember be? And you can make it up for yourself. That's what the beauty of music is, you know? Yeah. Obviously, that person had their mind in the gutter. And that yeah. person was exactly when nobody was saying anything about it. <laughs> maybe, someone need, maybe someone needs to find Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I think some people try to censor. They, they try to censor for the sake of other people. Yeah. Like, right. You know, the children Jeez. shouldn't hear this. One Amazon review I'll mention just in a similar vein uh, is a person who just titled their review doesn't get it quite right. A few of the songs seem like they belonged on GMR. Like it's her birthday on last night in particular stand out and not in a good way. Oh no. I I get it though in terms of what they're saying about it belonging on Good Morning Revival. But it's the album after that one. I mean, it's not like you're going to completely change. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just, you just keep developing, you know? Exactly. But there's still remnants of the past. I don't know what the intention of a comment like that is. Yeah. Are they trying I, to make it sell less or something? Or? Yeah. What is, I don't understand commenting in general because I rarely do it on anything. I never, ever put a hate comment on anything, even if I've hated something. So it's like the idea of when we get those things, you're reading and we're like, what, what, right. what purpose is this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I think it's like twofold. I think it's like disappointed prior fans of Good Charlotte, a, and also it's like, frankly, I think a lot of it comes from people who are have a lot of negativity in their lives, oh, and sure. you know, just feel the need to express that because maybe saying I hate this new song by Good Charlotte is easier than like confronting their own demons. Yeah. Um, well, I do have to say fans are literally the, like the best and the worst because they're the hardest yeah. to please ever because they love you. They love you no matter what, but at the same time, they will talk more shit about you than anybody else. It's like if, yes. if, they, if you put yes. out something that they don't think is the right thing to have put out, they're just like, wow, I used to love you guys. And you know what? This sucks. This is terrible. You're like, Jesus, what is, what happened? Like, I'm sorry. Well, it's even like, it's bands too, and I think Good Charlotte obviously is a great example of that. But like, I love Degrassi, like the TV show Degrassi, and Degrassi fans were always like kind of ragging on certain things, you know, certain characters and certain things the writers did, and like how a new showrunner messed things up, whatever. Yeah. But when anyone else comes for Degrassi, the fandom is like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you dare. Yeah. Yeah. Fans, like, they don't want you. It's like they're unhappy if you change your sound too much, but they're also unhappy if you just do the same thing, but also they still love you. It's very, it's a very tumultuous relationship. (laughs) Yeah. It it sounds, it sounds overwhelming. Yeah. It's, it's, music fans are the best, though. I mean, they're just very opinionated and they, they love. They love what they love, and they know what they want, and 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 they're also they will forgive you after they get over the initial shock of something different coming out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I I feel like there were probably I feel like probably like this one commenter like made that Amazon review comment, and then like two weeks later is like, oh, okay, yeah, this is actually pretty good. I do that. I do that music all the time. I, go, yeah. I don't like this at all. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, you know what? 
That is a good song. I'm going to listen to this all the yeah. time now. Yeah, there you go. I, don't, I just don't comment on on YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as we wrap up, Andrew and Wolf, I have some questions for you. Um, so I would love to ask, how has last night held up for you over time? That chorus still hits hard. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, it, it's stuck in my head. Um, yeah. I also, Andrew and I were talking about this earlier, and he plays drums in the band, and he really likes the drums. I think the drums in it are awesome as well. Um, yeah, yeah. As, I, as I have more experience in recording, I, I'm like, yeah, those sound really fucking good. Those, the hi-hat's amazing, the snare, bass drum, everything. The mix is really good. The mix is really good. That's a very like uh, music nerd thing to say, but I do have to say, regardless of the song, the mix of the song is very good. <laughs> yeah. So I think it held, it's, held up, it's held up well as a fun party anthem. Oh, yeah. Well, what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years, and how has that changed? Well, NGOs have Liberty Spike, so at <laughs> one point, Good Charlotte meant a hell of a lot. Uh, I feel like you need to find a pic- I feel like you need to send me a picture of those Liberty Spikes. Uh, yeah, I have, like, one picture, and I look like a little a little shy kid. <laughs> yeah, he was like, shy. oh, I can't believe you want to take a picture of me. That's, that's uh, the thing about Andrew. He was shy, but he had Liberty Spikes. I used to, like... I, I got sent to like the d- referral room. Like I was in trouble for having Liberty spikes at school and they told me to take it out. I was like, this is hair wax. I can't just wash it out. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Go over there. So I just, yeah, I think generally good Charlotte. And when we were like introduced to them and like listening to them nonstop, like in like that genre of music growing up, it's like, that was the rebellious years of our, yeah. of our, yeah. uh, of, of you know growing up going through puberty all that kind of stuff you just want to rebel and like bands like good charlotte are are the theme songs for that and and now now it's nostalgia and it's it's got all the good um feelings about it but i still like them and now that we've met them <laughs> now, now that we've met them we know that they're just as cool and nice and as fun as you want them to, as you think they are and you want them to be so that helps a lot and we're talking about like the, the trouble at home and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah. I listen to it like still today. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you relate it to your own life and you go, yeah, yeah, you can really understand what they're going through. They, you feel like they get you. Yeah. So I did not have this written down, but I have to ask this because it's on my mind right now. Um, yeah. If y'all, you know, the two of you, Wolf and Andrew, we're playing Good Charlotte in Family Double Dare. Who would win? Well, because I believe assuming you had strong. equal numbers of people <laughs> on your teams. Well, because I'm not a loser. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they would probably win. They've already done it before. They know how to do it. Yeah, they're experts. They, yeah. If they, 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 they do it with like what is it in golf? They call it a handicap or whatever. Like the. They have like a point reduction system where we right, where right. down levels of playing field. Maybe we stand a chance, but you know what? I'm gonna say we would win because we're yeah, winners. We'll get out of the pelvis. Like <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I can catch things with my pants. So your pants in your mouth. Yeah. And my mouth. <laughs> Better than anyone I know. Well, do you have any last words about last night, about Good Charlotte, about the habits, or just about yourselves? Um, my last words are, last night chorus slaps hard. 
good Charlotte are good dudes, and like, and, and it's it's crazy that we know them personally. I'm not here to say yeah. that we're best friends or anything, but like, we spent a lot of time with them, and and they were really good to us. And um, I can't wait when shows start opening up again. I, I foresee us being maybe opening for them at some point. Um, I'll fly to LA. I'll fly to LA. That's gonna be a good time. <laughs> that would be so fun. And. In terms of the habits, uh, thank you for having us on this, and we really appreciate that. And we've had a good time talking to you about Good Charlotte, a band that we loved for a long time. And um, we, we're just a band that likes to sing about our feelings, you know, and, and have a good time doing it. So check us out. And uh, Instagram is where you're going to get yeah, a lot of uh, content from us. A lot of ridiculousness. And, um, Perfect. Uh, I don't know if we're not to plug ourselves or anything. No, I, I <laughs> was going to ask for what's your what's your handle. Uh, Habits the band, pretty much everywhere on Instagram, Twitter. Um, our YouTube channel is starting to get like more and more popular because we, we will have more content coming out on that and music videos. And um, we just can't wait to play shows because we have all these new songs that people are really enjoying that we really enjoy and we've been wanting to play live that we have not been able to. So hopefully we can play a show soon. And we have all this new music. It's very exciting times for us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, before we sign off, I would love to ask you for a song recommendation for the Generation GC and Friends Spotify playlist. So I guess I'll, I'll ask for a couple recommendations. So Number one is like, which habits song should I put on here? And then I would just love from each of you separately, anything you're digging lately that's not, you know, Good Charlotte or your own band. I think for the habits song, the obvious choice is Shoulders. Yeah. 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 Shoulders is definitely like in the vein of bands that, songs that Good Charlotte fans, I hope, love, hopefully love. Uh, Me personally... Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. There's a lot of cool songs that have just come out recently. Um, I might have to go with um, Oliver Tree. Do you know who Oliver Tree? Have you heard of Oliver Tree? I've heard of him, but I've never actually listened. My favorite song by Oliver Tree is not a single, but it's called On and On. Okay. On and On by Oliver Tree. That's what I'm going to go with. Andrew? I I have I have it in mind, and I can't remember the name. Again and again, sorry. My the song I'm looking for is "Again and Again" by Oliver Tree. Sorry, on and on. Still, the one that uh, Courtney produced lately. Oh, by um, Chase Atlantic. Stand it. Stand Atlantic. Stand Atlantic. Which song? Um, we're fan- we're big fans of Courtney's production. So he when he works on yeah. other people's stuff, we like it a lot. And just really into this band, Stand Atlantic. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say the pink album. Uh, shh. It's called Shh. It's called Shh with an exclamation point by Stand Atlantic. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you, Wolf and Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Last week, we talked about All Black from Good Morning Revival. 
In a few days, we'll have a bonus episode. And then on our next regular episode, next Wednesday, we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. My name is Molly Huddleston. I've been your host. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can follow me, Molly, at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to the show or follow wherever you listen. Rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Facebook, join our Generation GC Fam Facebook group. Thank you all for tuning in.